You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, ProLeftPod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for March 8th, 2019. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where the intellectual dark web is still a punchline, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. wrote about it she, she wrote about it so it was a thing and now you know it was like david brooks writing about jonah goldberg is going to be the definer of the agenda for conservatism for the next 20 years it's it's an agenda shaping book he's just written and it just <laughs> fell off the fucking planet you know oh seriously and and by the way barry weiss is very much a punchline in our house oh, too so yeah. Now, all, That's she's, pretty hey, much all you have to say. You got to respect it. Somehow at the age of 12, she has clawed herself to the top of the New York Times op-ed page. And I don't know how you do it, but yeah. I'm sure it's just fucking merit. I'm just, I'm sure it's a hundred percent absolute, <laughs> pure, <laughs> undiluted, unalloyed fucking merit. And that's why she's there. That's why David Brooks is there. And that's why they're setting the agenda for our national conversation about every goddamn thing. Speaking of which. We have a new old sponsor. We do. We're welcoming a a new old sponsor back to the professional left family. Uh, Those of you from back in the 70s, right, remember this. It's uh, our good old friends at Heritage Hole, the personal memory revision system. This is not Legacy Box. So Legacy Box, don't sue us, which guarantees to preserve your most precious memories intact forever. And it pays big time podcasters with actual money to advertise their stuff. Instead, Heritage Hole promises to help you misremember your ideologically inconvenient past and burnish your brand new status as an independent, or in this case, a never Trumper. Heritage Hole will transfer old photos of you screaming your support for the Iraq war and waving around your purple heart band-aid to the 2004 Republican convention into cherished family heirlooms, depicting you carrying a no war for oil sign and handing out hot meals to the poor. Heritage Hole, because Donald Trump... Never heard of the guy. Yep. I had to remind a few folks this week that CPAC 2008 chanted four more years at George W. Bush. I would like to take this moment to go off script and recommend Uh people go to my blog, which is not really fair of me to use one media platform to pimp for the other. Because I'd be the only person to do yes, that. It's totally fair. Uh, and check out um, Charlie Sykes ripping me off just basically wholesale. Unbelievable, um, yeah. by the way. Really, truly yeah. unbelievable that someone of Charlie Sykes's media exposure mm-hmm. would so blatantly steal your my, my, Yeah, I mean, just yeah, flat it, out steal it. You know, it's, yeah. I, I wrote and I've been writing for decades that basically resetting the Republican memory, the conservative memory and the mainstream media memory to just after the last Republican atrocity is what they do. It's how the whole Republican Party holds right. itself together. They lie about the past. They lie about the past. They lie about the past. It's doublethink. It's 1984 Orwellian doublethink. And the ultimate in doublethink is misremembering, is is willfully forgetting your previous acts of willful forgetting. And that's what Charlie Sykes does. And Charlie Sykes just decided that it's a goddamn shame that the Republican Party has reset itself to day zero, uh, which is the, the <laughs> beginning of the Donald Trump, because there was a lot of good stuff going on in conservatism before that. But suddenly, conservatism was always bad and always terrible because Donald Trump came along to save it. And I'm like, this, Jess, you fucker, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yep. Um, and this is a week, five days after I wrote a post talking about Republicans resetting themselves to year zero. And it really is just kind of a copy-paste, um, change a few words, change the year to day and day to year. But it, it's the theory that Republicans always lie about the past. That's how they keep themselves in the media. And everyone around them helps them lie about it. Being used by one of the most profligate liars about his own past to complain about CPAC where they're lying about the past. And me right. just sort of standing outside the whole thing going, Okay, okay, bro. You know, you guys, I know where this is going to end. I know it's going to work. There's no one in the media to stop them, even though apparently we just recently discovered Fox News sucks, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> it, it was just kind of stunning to watch my own critique of the Republican Party for like the millionth time 
be ripped off by a never Trumper and and reported as some sort of breathless revelation that will get him another five shots on MSNBC, another turn on oh, the yeah. book deal. And there's no recognition, not just me personally, but there's no recognition at all anywhere that there was a group of people called liberals mm-hmm. uh, who have been saying this for decades, for literally yeah. for decades. Just we don't exist at all. And it doesn't matter how loud we shout or how hard we pound on the door. They're just never going to acknowledge we exist, which means we have to shout louder and pound harder. <laughs> hey, Drift Glass. Yeah. Uh, the uh, rebranding has begun, by the oh, way. Really? I caught it. I caught it today from a blonde woman on Twitter who has her picture at her header is um, her with Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, yeah. And she also brags in her bio that Sean Hannity and Antonio Sabato Jr. follow her. Oh, don't they? Is that that a little creepy? (laughs) Isn't that just a little creepy? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's them. And uh, she, she tweeted the words, Fresh Start 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Noting that uh, fresh start 2020 means we're going to get the rhinos out of the house. Thank God. <laughs> I, I, I foresee a future sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, Dinesh Disposable Douche, which is <laughs> not so fresh Republican feeling from being forced to remember the shit you said yesterday. Try Dinesh Dedusha, whatever. We, we'll, we'll work on it. We have to workshop it. Yeah. But yeah. This uh, person on Twitter said, fresh start 2020. And uh, I I had to say, you know, you cashed that check with the Tea Party. Sorry, lady. He got, yeah. <laughs> you're out of luck. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, re- they're already preparing what happens. Because, you know, the polls are showing that most Republicans realize Donald Trump is a criminal. Right. They just you know, this isn't this isn't uh, news to them, right? Yeah, they just <laughs> so, don't care. They're just perfectly. They don't care, with and they and they're willing to say so out loud. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do you want to mention our other uh, sponsor today, Driftglass? Oh, sure. We have another uh, old friend re- rejoining us, uh, Agora Fabulous at agorafabulous.com. Your personally curated, never ever leave home again bundling service. Do you already get your mattress and sheets and clothes and shoes and snacks and batteries and pens and yogas and hookers and prepared foods and unprepared foods and booze and razors and bicycles and mustache wax and sex toys and doggy treats and lanyards and chocolate contact lenses and eyeglasses and houseplants delivered to your home? Why struggle with dozens and dozens of different websites when Agora Fabulous will do it for you? Agora Fabulous because it's scary out there. Yeah, don't go shopping outside. Never leave your home. Just (laughs) never, ever, ever fucking leave your home. Stay home forever all the time. We'll just bring stuff to you. Uh, I don't know what you produce that makes it possible for you to do that, but you go, you go, boy, you go, girl, you go. You... Well, and and let's be clear: we are not criticizing people who can't get out of right. their home for no, not whatever reason, because no. we we love that there are those services available. But uh, it does seem like a trend that uh, people would rather be in front of their. Uh, xbox yeah 24 <laughs> 7 and have that particularly that taco bell ad yeah. you know i want to do this i want to do this i just want taco bell delivered to my house yes. and then he's sitting on a perfectly clean four thousand dollar sofa mm-hmm. you know? yes <laughs> so yeah uh wherever you got the money i guess you got the money for that by doing taco bell ads I see, right there's so the thing if it. everyone were just to taco bell ads they had enough money see, for all maybe of these we're all going to go into branding mm-hmm. eventually all of us are going to be brand brand sensitive yes and we realize the irony of us doing this while sitting in front of a microphone in front of a computer in our home right we get that <laughs> the irony yeah. is there <laughs> but there, if you listen to any podcast and there are many good podcasts out there uh i'm, sure. I'm personally enjoying um tv's frank uh, he has his own uh, uh, movie review podcast, which is very good. Mm-hmm. It's it's him and mm-hmm. a couple of his friends sitting around talking about movies, which is wonderful. Um, but every branded, advertised on podcast advertises the same stuff. Yeah, sure. All... Because those are the those are the people that are willing to go yeah. that are that forward looking. Frankly, are willing to go to that level. Well, and, and they're all and there is a lot of brand loyalty for podcasts. We found that out. And they're all stuff. They're all. Home delivery stuff that 10 years ago you would yeah. never even have dreamed of putting, you know, getting delivered to your home without actually uh-huh. going and looking at it and checking it out and sniffing it and making sure. But yeah, got it. Well, and there's there's been a lot of uh, discussion. I've been reading articles online about postal unions and how, you know, it's it's a blessing and a curse to have Amazon for the postal service. That, yes, Amazon ships a lot of things via the postal service. 
Uh, on the other hand, there are postal service workers who are working 30 and 40 days without a day off uh, in some areas. And Congress isn't willing to acknowledge that as a problem. So uh, the Postal Service and the IRS are being treated very unfairly by the Congress. Yeah. And we need to be aware of that and support them. These are people in the Congress, the Republicans, who spent the last mm -hmm. two years working 30 days a year, 28 <laughs> days of which were hearings on Benghazi and other bullshit things. So, yep. Uh, yep. yeah, I mean, just as a, in a broader context, the contempt that Republicans have for working people is staggering. Yeah, sure. It really is staggering. Yeah. They they give it a lot of lip service. They talk some shit about it. But at the end of the day, Republicans really don't like working people. They really like yeah. talking about working people. But to go to CPAC, CPAC is not a, a labor-friendly organization. No, no. Uh, it is. And by the way, everything is socialism now. So we can get everything out of the way. <laughs> Everything is socialism. But I'll bet the Heritage Hole had a big, huge table at CPAC. Oh, I bet they did. And, and I bet CPAC was covered wall to wall by Fox News. Speaking of which, he yeah. said, segueing rather brutally into the... Into our main topic yeah. today, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like yeah. to go... You, you want to go ahead or shall I? Well, I, I just want to... We're going to talk about Jane Mayer's article in The New Yorker. And Margaret Sullivan's reaction in The Washington Post. In The Washington Post, right, right. which you are more familiar with that than I am. But uh, Jane Mayer uh, did some uh, shoe leather footwork mm -hmm. and asked questions and wrote about Fox News and their relationship to the Trump White House. Yes. And it caused quite a splash. Yes. Uh, it turns out that Fox News sat on the Stormy Daniels uh, story on purpose because uh, Rupert Murdoch wants Trump to be president. So there was interference with the election from Fox News mm -hmm. by sitting on a story and and attempting to slap the reporter with a non-disclosure agreement right. as well. So uh, it's you know it's whatever work you do for Fox News belongs to us is is the answer, and that's true in a lot of newsrooms. So uh, Jane Mayer, as I said, caused quite a splash on Twitter and in social media and in the newsrooms all over the country, and. All of a sudden, it was a story. Fox was the story. Right. And that is a really important distinction to make because very often. Always. Mains, always, always. Mainstream media mm -hmm. will ignore what Fox is doing. Conspicuously. Conspicuously ignore it. Mm -hmm. And in order to, we've noticed this for three decades, two and a half decades. A couple of decades. A couple of decades. They've, yeah. In order to cover what Fox News does for years, the way that MSNBC or CNN would do that is to play a clip of Jon Stewart. Right. Or play a clip of Saturday Night Live. Right. And then you have, ha ha, look at these comedians poking fun at Fox News and their uh, total complicit cooperation with the Republican Party. Right. And But you couldn't just come out and say it. Now, there are some people in newsrooms these days who do bring up Fox News more often than others. Brian Williams is somebody who actually, to his credit, mm -hmm. will bring up, you know, Fox News isn't talking about this because it's not friendly to the president. He will he will actually say that out loud. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, he's on at 11 o'clock Eastern. <laughs> right. And, and he has so many other bad points that it's right. really hard to bring <laughs> right. any. But, yeah. he, but to his credit, he does take on Fox News by name. Mm -hmm. uh, but the but the mainstream media, for the most part, until someone like Jane Mayer makes it the story right. and tells a story. And this is you always talk about the power of narrative when you have a story to tell this story of a reporter coming with a bona fide, researched, backed up, legitimate news story about Stormy Daniels and the person in charge of Fox News editorial content says, great story, kiddo. But Rupert Murdoch wants Donald Trump to be president, so we're going to sit on it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that narrative is something everyone can put that in their minds. That the recall on that is going to be a hundred percent. You can sure. see that happening. Yeah, and and it's eleven thousand so, words in the New Yorker. Right, right. So all of a sudden, it's the story. Then, as a result of that article, I believe, and and actually, they said so. The Democratic National Committee has decided to not allow Fox News to host primary debates. 
for Democratic candidates Mm -hmm. because they are in the tank for Donald Trump. Right. And that is obvious to everyone. Anyone who is not agreeing with that statement is running around saying the emperor has beautiful clothes on because obviously Fox News works for Donald Trump. Yes, and vice versa. And has worked for the Republican Party since their inception. That is the purpose of Fox News. That is why Roger Ailes had this germ of an idea while he was working for Richard Nixon. He made it happen. He packaged it like regular news. He put blondes in miniskirts on the air spouting propaganda, right-wing right. propaganda, yeah, and a made a success out of it. They're taking it one step further or two two or 300 steps further with Sinclair, who's now right. buying up local news stations and spouting right-wing propaganda. Like ours. Like, like our, we have a Sinclair station here mm-hmm. in Springfield. Yes, we do. Uh, and and so that is almost a little bit more nefarious because it is a network that you've trusted to get your sports and weather, and here it is sneaking it in under the table. You know, right. under the under the door, you're sneaking in this content of something that people had come to trust in advance. And now it's news, weather, sports, and Boris Epstein. Boris Epstein. Tell you about the right wing propaganda is not true because <laughs> it's socialism and the lefties. Like, who there the fuck go. is that guy? Well, I don't know. He's on every night. Must He's be. I can trust night. him. Yeah. He's, you know, yep. Joe, he, him and Joe Crane, I guess they're friends. I don't know. Joe Crane is our weatherman. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and now uh, Snopes has done uh, the Lord's work as well. Uh, a very carefully researched story about right-wing efforts starting in Tennessee, but they're buying up the name Star, S-T-A-R, all over the country. Ohio Star, Tennessee Star is the first one. They're buying up these states with the word Star after it to imitate local news websites. Uh, yeah. And yep. making them, right. they are right-wing propaganda websites. They are there to get Republicans elected. Right. And uh, they look like local news. They look like you're going to have, you know, I, I'm going to look up local weather and Google is going to send me to a place where I'm going to find out I need to vote Republican for mayor to save the city. Well, you know, that's lack of transparency. It's rat fucking. It's everything wrong with the Internet. Right. <laughs> and as I pointed out at Crooks and Liars today, I don't know if the post is published yet or not, but this, if they don't succeed in tricking you, into believing that this is a local news site, what they succeed in doing then is damaging legitimate news and analysis sites yeah, they, like, they Kirk's, like well. Kirk's and Liars. Right. They poison the well. So you won't, oh, see, it's, it's all news is corrupt right. and biased. Any website, any website that's trying to tell me anything about a politician, I'm going right. to assume is lying. And uh, you you check out. Right. So you got to get that straight news phone app that has the 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 older guy oh, who looks like Lance news. Armstrong. Smart news. <laughs> It's not biased. I get it from both sides. You know, yeah. I get my I get my news from social media. Yeah, you get yeah. your news from Snapchat, which is a problem. <laughs> but now I have the smartphone app, and me and the white guy here can get along great because we're both getting the same completely depleted. No, and it's Fox bullshit. News. Fox News is on there, and that's the yeah. point: is you're going to get Fox News websites along with CNBC, and that's mm-hmm. supposed to be the, all the truth, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Tell me about what Margaret Sullivan said in the Washington Post, because I missed oh, that part. Yeah, well, it's a, I wrote a little post about it. Again, I'm just pimping that. Daylight See, out I don't read blog. that blog because I don't trust no. it. Drift class? That no. sounds like some science fiction thing. I don't know about that. I'm site. changing it to Drift Star, honey. And it'll, it'll, be, <laughs> it'll be so fucking trustworthy. This is why you won't I'm married it. to him. He's so quick. <laughs> no, you edited it. This, this all happened at the end of the podcast. You just knitted it together to make it sound clever. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you didn't know this, the reason we sound good at all is because my wife is a very, very good oh, sound editor. Thank she you, makes money. it sound w- uh, excellent every week. Margaret Sullivan, it's a fine article. You can go read it in the Washington Post. The headline is, it's time, high time, to take Fox News' destructive role in, in America seriously. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote, yeah, go read it. It's a fine article, but it's maddening that this is the one millionth of ex- example of someone in the respectable media finally and breathlessly reporting something that we dirty hippies have been saying for literally decades. Well, and if if you'd want to ignore a drift glass or a blue gal about that, because we're under the radar of mass media, Mm -hmm. it's it's like I said to you this afternoon, you know, 
it's as if John Stewart didn't say bullshit mountain a million times right. on Comedy Central. Right. When you notice that gravity is bending mm-hmm. something so far out of a straight line, there must be some massive gravitational source there. You've got to explain it. And there is no explanation for why everyone else in the media is terrified of telling the truth about Fox News, who would rather tear their own head off and tell the truth about it than, than report it as mm-hmm. this is a pro- – and it has been true since, you know, for decades. This is the, the network that put Ollie North on the air to go out to Iraq and have people say, Fox rocks before the yeah. invasion of Iraq. Yeah. Okay? The number of examples of Fox News just being absolutely horrifying – it was the Glenn Beck network for years. Yes. This is this is nothing new about this. There's nothing new. But there is this prevailing attitude among the Beltway media that you just, well, there's a lot of good people who work there. You know, a lot yeah. of good reporting gets done there. And I admit well, that there's some problem. Well, it's collegiality and careerism. It's and back-scratching. It's It's inbreeding. It's, I am terrified that when I get fired from MSNBC, uh, I won't have a place to land. Right. And and I don't know who's going to be in charge of what. So I don't want to insult anybody who might potentially pay my mortgage. Right. And that's why right. Juan Williams and Mara Eliason are over on Fox News collecting paychecks to this very day because they really think, well, I can go over there and just wallow in the filth with these pigs. And no one will notice that when, when I'm on NPR, no one will call right. me on it because, right. because the whole Beltway media, starting with David Brooks on down, is designed to never, ever call people out inside the club for the shit they do. Mm-hmm. And the people who say, even a little bit, well, it doesn't, isn't it weird that these people said this shit a, a month ago and reversed themselves and nobody's talking about it? I mean, isn't that, isn't that conspicuous? Are laughed off or ignored? Or the people who do, who actually do reporting, the few I've talked to who do reporting just shrug their shoulders. Like, yeah. well, everyone yeah. knows this is how the system works, man. Yeah. If you want to be a reporter, you're going to have to suck a lot of dick and not talk about Roger Ailes. Those are the two rules. Right. And, it, right. and that's how it goes. And, and okay, got it. I understand that. But over a beer or two, why is it that way? Who the fuck is at the top of this food chain that's ordering you people not to talk about the most important single story in our country and has been for decades? That so there's a massive fascist cancer growing in the heart of this country well it's growing on the golf course among the suits at msnbc cnn and fox that's it is a collusion absolutely and there was a there was a moment there when keith olbermann and bill o'reilly were actually fighting and their Mm -hmm. bosses told them to stop right right (laughs) and that was like oh oh the other fix is in okay this is this is just a show and that's it it, and i used to write as you might recall blue gals a, Mm -hmm. a feature called sunday morning coming down yeah where I would, I would stay home and I would watch all the Sunday shows and I'd write them up and I used to write up Fox News. And I just stopped doing it because it was pointless. Mm-hmm. The, the Fox News is a fixed point in the continuum. It is absolutely always going to be a fascist right-wing lying shithole full of awful people, period. And the, the real story is how everyone else in the media who proclaims himself to be above it or beyond it or legitimate mm-hmm. or fair – reacts to the fact that conservatism is a lie and the Republican Party is a fascist shithole. Yeah. And the idea is we're not going to acknowledge that at all. (laughs) We're not going to – we're going to pretend it doesn't exist and we're going to put a right-wing lunatic opposite a reasonable centrist mm -hmm. and have them fight. And that's what we're going to consider news. I want to dovetail that over to Mm -hmm. the Methodist church argument. Yes, yes. Uh, Because – we have been told this week, we've gotten a little more information about the anti-LGBTQIA plus fight that went on in St. Louis uh, at the Saint, mm-hmm. at the United Methodist General Conference. Yes. And in which those of us who believe that uh, gay people should be able to be pastors and also be married in the church were kicked out of the conference. That's that's how I describe it. That's how I perceive it. And and I'm going to continue it's, to do so. <laughs> as we call it in our house, Methodist Brexit. Yeah, it's Methodist Brexit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want I want to note, first of all, that the go, the current governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. became governor not by traveling the state of Florida and shaking hands with voters. He got there by going on Fox 24-7 and being endorsed by Steve Ducey. 
Mm-hmm. And and I think that's an important point because we have been told this week to love everybody. We've been told this at church, right. you know, that you you might be sitting next to someone who disagrees with you about this issue. Right. And we as a church have to come together. We have so much more in common than we have uh, dividing us. Uh, we will work this out. When in fact, the and I'm not criticizing anyone who's saying that, uh, but let's point out that our pastor and all of the bishops that we know are infuriated by this. Right. And and want right. to see an acceptance of gays as human beings and as members of the church and as marriageable and as people who can become pastors. So that all of that said, there is still a desire to uh, love more for every hate, as the old hymn says. Uh-huh. And so I've been thinking a lot about that, about how do you love someone that you disagree with on this issue? And going, I don't want to go full Bible bitch here, but I did mention to someone this week that the story of Paul, Paul going blind on the road to Damascus, and how his whole life he was taught that persecuting Christians was okay, that being uh, a servant of an oppressor was the way to go. That was the yeah. way to heaven. And he was taught right. that his whole life. He was struck blind and he had to turn around and realize that, nope, that's not the right way to go. And he had a whole brand new mission to build churches and write to churches mm-hmm. and be a leader within this new Christian movement. And he didn't lose any of his zealotry. No. It was just redirected right. 180 degrees in an opposite direction. Exactly. So yeah. uh, I've been think saying that out loud to people in charge of things and writing this down and saying, look, you know, maybe we are underestimating our fellow church members and God's ability to turn them around. We, we know Barack Obama changed his mind because his daughters talked to him about it. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> will and grace changed a lot of minds. Yeah. There, there has been a change in national polling on this issue massively. And so I connect that to Fox News and blaming Fox News for corrupting a generation of seniors and making them believe that they're watching Walter Cronkite or they're watching an attractive blonde tell them the truth. Now, granted, there's a remote control on most televisions in this country. There's other news to choose from there. You you don't have to watch that BS all day long. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for some, it is. Definitely, no, this is what I believe. I am a white supremacist, or I believe this, and I'm I'm going to be devoted to it. But and but a lot of Fox News is brainwashing. You will only hear this on Fox News. Fox got thank God for Fox News telling you the truth. And there is a continual message threaded throughout the day that you must uh-huh. be watching this to get what's real. And so, yes. There is responsibility on the part of an individual American to change the channels. But there's also just a lot of family members of people that listen to this show who were brainwashed, who were literally brainwashed by this network. And we ought to be talking about that. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, who I think is colluding with the Trump administration by taking this job, Mm -hmm. but he was on TV on a live press conference this morning talking about – scams against seniors and how the FBI and law enforcement is really interested in stopping uh, internet scams and phone scams that are taking seniors' wealth away. Right. And he had on, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the person, but it was somebody who's 95 years old and is a former judge and has a long history in Washington and everybody there knows him, turned 95 yesterday. And he and his wife were there and they had been approached on the phone by a scammer recently. Uh-huh. And they came on to say, you know, we all have to look out for your look out for your parents. Look at what they're doing on the internet. Make sure that they're not they're aware that people are trying to take their money and they shouldn't give out any information on the phone. And and trying to sort of inoculate seniors against this kind of stuff, but not mentioning Fox News once. <laughs> right. Right. And we have to acknowledge that there is a victimization going on here of our seniors, of people who, sh- yes, should know better, but are being brainwashed on a daily basis by well, an evil network. And I've, I've used that exact analogy before, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the, the nice old lady who the, the man, the young man from the bank shows up mm-hmm. 
and in a suit and a tie and he's, he's, he's clean shaven and very trustworthy. And she signs over whatever. And, and if she finds out she was scammed mm-hmm. and loses, you know, her social security loses $30,000, loses a big chunk of whatever. And, and is too proud. And I understand this exactly why mm-hmm. to go to the cops. Right. Right. It's so shameful. Mm-hmm. It's so shameful that you were taken in because everyone has a, a stereotype of senior citizens as easily, you know, duped. Right. Um, and, and, and it turns out, oh, my God. you're old and helpless. Right. Right. Yeah. I, am, I am that stereotype. That That's so embarrassing. Here's the problem. After you've been taken in once or twice and you don't smarten the fuck up. Yeah. And you don't notice that every single time you put your hand on the hot stove, we invade the wrong country or the economy collapses or mm-hmm. a hurricane blows mm-hmm. over a city. Mm-hmm. And that every single fucking time the same liars are lying to you and you end up being humiliated and shamed and like, oh, yeah. and then you have to put on a funny hat and pretend you're a Tea Party member to get out of it. And then you do it again and then you do it again and then you do it again. At some point, it's not brainwashing. Yeah. At some point, you are making an affirmative choice to be a terrible person. And you and I can't – I don't care how you got here. If you got taken once and you got snookered twice – I, my heart goes out to you, but if you want to take away my family's health care because yeah. you were too fucking stupid to change the channel for 30 goddamn right, years, right. I don't care what your alibi is. Well, your politics c- has to end regardless of my feelings for you. Right. <laughs> That's the, you absolutely to, the you, case. Yeah, You have to be deprived of political power right. by any means outside of violence I can think of mm-hmm. because you – cannot be trusted right and right. you are marching my country into a fascist future from which there will be no escape and you know it and you, and you revel should be in shamed it. for it to the point that you don't participate right. in the political process anymore and and the, the fact that these people yeah. get off on fucking over liberals yeah and yeah. delight right. in making you know liberal tears that's the part where we separate from the the poor older person mm-hmm. the poor senior who got taken right. in by a scammer the people no, that no, say you're, they you're, have the Trump fuck your feelings t-shirt don't get my sympathy. Right. Yeah. Right. They, then the scammer comes back to your house and laughs because he, he went across the street and burned down the immigrant house and you all share a big old laugh about it and then you give him more money. Right. That's right. That's where we're at. And I really, really don't care for these people at all. And, and here's the part where we're going to loop it back to the Methodist Brexit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as much as these nice people uh, and they're very nice people showed up. With their hearts open and love and rainbow flags and willing to compromise, that is not enough when the other side shows up, dug in, relentless, and has no interest in compromise. When they tell you to your face, fuck you, we're not going to compromise, we're not going to change a thing our way or the highway, believe them. Mm -hmm. This is what Republicans have been telling us since the days of Newt Gingrich. And every time, every two years, there's this guy, well, maybe we can find common ground with these people. And they'll, they'll sit in your living room and tell you, nope, no common ground. You're evil. You're socialist. You're communist. We want to see you in tears and driven from our country. CPAC 2019 had a panel discussing the deficit. And right. they blamed the Bush tax cuts for the deficit, not the Trump right. tax cuts, no. the Bush tax cuts. So they're cutting off. They're willing to go back to where before you can remember, you know, before right. before your brainwashed mind wants to to go and blame Bush. Yeah, we'll blame Bush for everything now because, well, because we're Tea Party Bush. and we're not right. And none of them supported Bush. They never heard of Bush after 2008. Right. No, it was all Bush's <laughs> fault. We didn't support Bush. Where would you ever get the idea we supported yep. Bush? Yep. And where they chanted you, four more years in yep. 2008. Right. And you can't debate people like this because yep. they're just going to lie up until the point where you shut their fucking mouths yep. and, and, and toss them out of the door and say, you can never, ever have political power. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to hear your stupid fucking ideas anymore. You're out of power for a generation because you are awful. Well, and there is a generation of people coming up that will not hear of this because it's based on white supremacy. Their politics is based on white supremacy. Uh, And yet, and yet, um, here we have, see, at some point in the future, this will all be true. Mm-hmm. But right now it's not. And, right. and there is um, a wonderful article by Brad DeLong, mm-hmm. which I also wrote up this week, uh, in which um, I, my post is entitled The Left Who's Right About the Right All Along. And yeah. Brad DeLong going, you know what? And he, he says the thing that I wanted him, to, wanted him to say. This is a centrist Democrat. This is a, a Clinton Democrat saying, you know what? The left is right all along. 
Um, the lefties were right. Uh, we thought politics was different. We thought we could triangulate Barack Obama. And may I give you a direct quote? Sure. Barack Obama rolls into office with Mitt Romney's health care policy, with John McCain's climate policy, with Bill Clinton's tax policy, and George H.W. Bush's foreign policy. And did George H.W. Bush, did Mitt Romney, did John McCain say a single good word about anything Barack Obama ever did over the course of eight solid years? No, they fucking did not. Yep. This is the central problem. Yep. You cannot compromise with these people. You can only destroy them. You must burn the Republican Party to the ground. They are the problem. Well, and let's, let's get back to Methodist Brexit for one minute, because sure. this, this is the background of, that we heard this week that we still haven't right. talked about. In St. Louis at the General Conference, the left, and which are mostly non-Southern American churches, mm-hmm. showed up organized with rainbow flags, right. heart stickers, openness to compromise, hoping to keep uh, the African churches that were where the concern was, if we adopt uh, pro-gay policies, we may be arrested or jailed or tortured or whatever. Right. right. Uh, because we live in, you know, dictatorships where right. this could be a problem. Uh, having it be up to the individual churches, do all kinds of compromising things to make sure that those people in their home countries are uh, not asked to, to put their lives on the line for for anything. And uh, it we came with openness and a willingness to talk and a willingness to work it out. The right, including those African churches, came organized with numbers, having whipped their votes, right. having figured out that what this was about was power. Right. And they won by 40-some votes. Right. They came to they fight ready. and they came to win. They didn't come to mm-hmm. compromise. They came to win. Mm-hmm. And now we have discovered by talking to people who were actually in St. Louis that uh, what this general conference vote did, and this is stuff you will not hear in the headlines that Associated Press no. will not write about, uh, mm-hmm. but this now is a referral to something called the Judiciary Council or Judiciary Committee or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's a lot like Brexit in that regard, in that, you know, there's this vote and it's supposed to be respected because it's the vote of the people, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's turning out in our particular case, in, in the United Methodist Church's particular case, that we have a constitution. We have a book of discipline. And it may be that this vote, the the items, it, there are several items in this declaration that are quote unquote unconstitutional to the United Methodist Church. Well, and and the irony is that the good-hearted, open-hearted, mm-hmm. compromising people mm-hmm. said, "Well, let's let's divide the vote up. Let, let's take let's take all the pieces apart mm-hmm. and vote on each section." And they so said, can, "No, you know, yeah." They said, "No, everything or nothing. Everything or nothing. All or nothing." They were ready. Yeah, Again, they were they ready had their for votes that. They showed up ready for a fight, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they didn't show up with and you know they threw with flower out every compromise. They said we're not going to vote on either of the other two options. No, no. nothing. Yeah, nothing. You get nothing. Yep. Everything. We want to vote on the traditional well, plan, and that's what we're going to vote on. We want the whole thing in one vote, and that's how we're going to do it. And and they, they may won have every themselves. procedural vote to get there, right? Because they 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 were prepared. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, not saying the other side wasn't prepared. They weren't prepared to deal with a, a intractable opposition. Right. They were they not thought, prepared to deal with someone who was going to say, nope, we're going to do it this way and not listen and not co right. and not concede they, a single point. They weren't prepared for Mitch McConnell. Right. Uh, no, they, they were not. They just they, That completely knocked them off their game because yeah. that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's, that's not, not the, the way, way Christians that, are supposed to treat no. each other, right? And then they showed up and the, Mitch McConnell was running the show. And that's and, that's what Barack that, Obama was unprepared for. But yeah. that might have that might have screwed them because – that might have – ironically might have screwed them because the the uh, bill, essentially the, the ordinance they passed, the rule they passed, has in it things that might violate the church's constitution. Right. And therefore might be rendered moot, in which case the whole thing would have to be voted all over again. Well, and the whole thing is going to have to be voted all over again 2020 with brand new people. Right. And so that's – and they, the delegates, you have to run for delegate for 2020. So yeah. it's a whole ball of wax. But in the meantime, what the United Methodist Church is dealing with are headlines that say we hate gays. Right. And we right. deserve that. Right. The United Methodist Church deserves that because we put up with this crap. Well, so, and we've, we've – there's a – 
there's a rebel alliance, I assure you, and mm-hmm. you know we're part of it. Oh yeah, who, who, we sit and we talk, and and we are we. This is our problem. It we is are a, culpable. Yeah. yeah, this is what this is on us. Yep. Um, and it's on us to fix it because if this had yep. been about uh African Americans, yeah, we'd uh, be nobody. No nobody one would, would have tolerated it, right? No. Well, and the African about, church wouldn't have tolerated it either. Right. But that's the point: is that nobody sees beyond their own. You know, people are not seeing beyond their own little bubble to realize that no, you've just this is like Paul. You've been taught this your whole life mm-hmm. that being gay is a sin, and so of course it's the right thing, and you deserve to be struck blind until you get it right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we are working this out. Uh, as a couple who are members of this church. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we are working it out within our adult Sunday school class where we have like-minded individuals who are ready to walk if this isn't resolved. But it, we have enough allies at this point who want to fix this that we're willing to stick with it and fight alongside them to get it right. Well, and we did, and, we did say half-jokingly, mm-hmm. just tell us how much it'll cost. Oh, yeah. Well, I wrote that. I, I, I submitted that in writing. Yeah. We yeah. talked about it being a gay tax. That yeah. Tell if, us how much the gay tax how much, is. We'll how much it. are those who are going to walk out of the church if you marry a gay couple? How much do they donate in a year to your to the denomination? How much yeah. do they donate to the individual churches? And yeah. just let us know. Because yeah. at this point, that's, this is, if that, that's, that's a lot of what this is about. Yeah. yeah. This really is a lot. This is an awful lot. And once again, there. this is not – this is where the political parallel breaks down. It's, it's actually very close. The, mm-hmm. the dynamics are the same. Mm-hmm. The generational stuff is the same. Yeah. The kind of like, nope, nope, there's only one way. It's our way. That's it because Fox News, I'm sorry, because the Bible tells me so. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very similar. Where it breaks down is uh, when it comes to uh, faith, there are a million other choices out there. There are. Well, uh, and I want to know where these people that are going to walk out, where are they going to find their homophobic funeral parlor? Oh you no! Know? I, I mean, I mean the flip. Absolutely true. But the flip side is, all of the all of these people who are you know in their sixties, seventies, and eighties, by and large, mm-hmm. uh, are going to be gone. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. You know, it's in, in the blink of an eye. You know, we yep. will all dust to dust. But all of the people that you want to bring into your church to keep it alive absolutely. for a generation, yeah, are all, all they see is oh, you hate gays. Well, screw it. No, I'll, I'll go down the street. There's a. Or, there's or I'll, never other, I'll never go. I'll never go to church go. because oh. I don't believe in in hating gay people. Right. Because that's right. what Christianity is. Christianity is hating gays. That's and, all I know. That's all you, I need to know. I I was glad to see when you and I went. We're recording this on Thursday, but we went to Ash Wednesday service last night at our local United Methodist Church. I was happy to see the number of gay people that were there. Were you? Yeah, I, we, I was too. We, we were glad to see our gay allies there. And they I, know who's on their side. Yeah, but they can't stay. If this church no, comes down No, none of us are going to stay. Right. No. If this isn't and fixed. I, and yeah. there's a, 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 a lovely gay couple a block and a half from here, two blocks from here that I know yeah. and I invited. And the first question was, how does your church feel about people like us? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, well, it's Yeah, and you have to do – it's and, complicated and it shouldn't be complicated. And and yeah. that's – end of conversation. If you have to tell me that there's a special door for people like me to come in right. and here's the thing you have to do to get well, away with do, it. Yeah, but, but – yeah, yeah, I mean – and, no. and we know this with our own kids. You know, our kids are 20 and younger and <laughs> – middle child went to church with us last night and she was saying you know this yeah but stuff isn't gonna work and we we said to her you're absolutely right we know that and they're on a timer to get this right yeah this is where this now we can sort of dovetail back to politics i think this is where the bernie the ideas of bernie sanders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have now taken hold in the democratic party to the point where if we don't seriously address we don't swing for the fences this election yep all those same people are going to walk out the door and rightly so yeah if yeah. we settle for i i you don't want to get you say uh, we you mean the democratic party yeah 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 if we if we go down this is this happened this week i will say this with the following proviso whoever the democratic party nominates for president i will vote for them i will raise mm-hmm. money for them i will door knock for them i will do whatever's necessary to get that person elected i don't care who they are don't care I have preferences as to who it is, but at the end of the day, that's who I'm going to vote for, and that's who I'll throw my support behind. But when I hear John Hickenlooper, who announced this week that he's going to run for president, say, well, what I'll do is sit down with Mitch McConnell and yeah, work this stuff that. out. 
Like, no, man, what have you ever been to Washington? Have you ever met Mitch McConnell? Have you been paying any fucking attention to what's going on? It's like, no, this is not 1992. Yeah. Triangulating and talking about how we're going to work across the aisle doesn't fucking work anymore. And all the people in your party that you really got to have, not to win this election, but to win the next 10 elections, know it. They know Fox News is a propaganda shithole. They know climate change is real. They know that Medicare for all in some form or fashion has to be at the top of your agenda. Right. And if you're telling them, yeah, but you got to understand old people like me don't understand, you're going to lose them. Yep. And you're going to deserve to lose them. You deserve it. And then it. we're going to yeah. have Republicans for the next four, five, six election cycles just running the board. Yep. Because all the because people even you if you win, keep... we lose. Right. 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 So anyway. I wanted to talk for a minute about Lent and – discipline and so forth, and just point out how we as Democrats and we as progressives uh, are in a perpetual Lent right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah this, we're giving up a lot. You know, Lent is a time when you give some. traditionally you give something up, right? You give up meat until on Fridays or you give up yeah. sweets or, and I've been reading a book, a couple of books about spiritual discipline and how it Lent shouldn't be like going on a diet that Lent shouldn't be about making some little tiny change that we really don't miss and you really don't care about, but you're just going to change just a little bit because then God will right. be happy with you or the church will be happy with you. That it really is about Lent particularly is about getting closer to God. And the Lent that we as progressives are in is a discipline that teaches us about political action that it can't be half-hearted, that it can't be just a little diet thing of, oh, yeah, well, now this time I'm going to vote for the Democrat no matter what because, yeah, I got to do that. We're learning how much work it is to get it right. I mean, we're learning that mm -hmm. you and I in the United Methodist Church, but we're learning it as progressives, that we have to talk to each other. We have to act, be active. It's everything <laughs> Spike Lee said at the Oscars, yeah, right? Yes, the racist rant he did right. against Donald Trump. racist against Donald yeah. Trump, right. Yeah. Got to do postcards to voters. You got to make phone calls. You got to knock on doors. You got to talk to people on the internet. You've got to go on Facebook, God forbid, and make your opinion known. Uh, mm -hmm. And you've got to do whatever it takes to get people that agree with you, that want, that share your values into office. And that discipline is going to serve us uh, beyond Donald Trump. Yeah. And I am grateful for the discipline of the Democratic Party saying, no, we're not going to go on Fox News. And I am they Perez has the base of the Democratic Party behind him on that. It is really important for us to recognize our power as the Democratic base. It is dismissed throughout media. That the Democratic base is anything but a bunch of disarrayed troublemakers. Right. Whereas the Republican base is held up on high as some solid, value-oriented, uh, immovable rock that everyone has to work their way around or work their way through or, or bow down to in the Republican Party and in media. The Republican base, Republican base, to her credit, Allison Camerota yesterday had on... A panel of Democratic voters who, who didn't look at all in disarray. They were well dressed. No, they were they were wearing nice clothes and they were talking about values <laughs> and yeah. uh, and being honest. And one of the one of the women there said, "Look, I was not for Nancy Pelosi last November. I did not. I was kind of over her. And now I realize she was the right person for the right time because she is standing up to Donald Trump on the wall." And everyone agreed with her on that. Everyone on the panel agreed with her on that. Standing up to Donald Trump on the immoral wall is really important to Democratic-based voters. They went on. They talked about the the value of standing for your values and impeaching Donald Trump because he's a criminal uh -huh. as opposed to voting him out of office and what the difference is between those. They understand that. And then when they were asked about um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, as Allison Camerota said after the segment, she said, they exploded. They're, they were sort of sitting there behaving themselves. And all of a sudden, there's just all of this enthusiasm for right. a smart Latina who knows what she's talking about and shares yeah. their values. Yep. And John Berman said, and, you know, uh, AOC is kind of beat up on on the right and is is there 
she, he didn't say Bette Noir, but he said, you know, she's the one that they're going after every day. And she's yeah, the new Nancy Pelosi. It does. Yeah. She's the new Nancy Pelosi. That's exactly what he said. And right. she, and he said, and that doesn't phase them at all. They're not afraid of that at all. Right. <laughs> I said, damn right. That's, and that's, that's what drives them crazy is AOC is not afraid of them. <laughs> so, and, go ahead. And all of them are. That's the thing. Yeah. Everyone you almost everyone you see in the media, mm-hmm. certainly in the on the networks and and in the more pathetic talk shows, are terrified yeah. of being dragged by the right. Are just living yep. dread. Yeah, uh, Chuck Todd lives in terror of his boss calling him in and and saying you're being too liberal. Yeah, for being too liberal. Don't you understand? We're in the business of selling dick pills here, and you don't sell dick pills by being liberal. Yeah, and the people who are coming up from the bottom don't care right are completely unafraid of that and you know they they're not running like bill clinton did to find the fucking center right you know groping around trying to find some another liberal value they can throw into the bus to appease the right long enough to get them something that they want they also That's don't need happening. cable news to reach their audience they're very much right. like donald yes. trump in that respect yes they, yes they are <laughs> And they, they're better at yeah, it. Yeah, they're better at it than he is. Yeah. They don't come across sounding like a loon. Hey, we got to get to our news round. Oh, that's right. We, we got, we got, there's news actually happened this week. Uh. Uh, I just wanted to read <laughs> Brad DeLong's entire article, but I won't do that. I'll just direct you over in the right way. He, he does say essentially of the entire Never Trump movement, these people are very strange. Um, they, you know, they say, you know, all the shit we heard behind closed doors uh, for 25 years. Uh, it was just horrifying. He's like, well, the, why the hell didn't you run the opposite direction? What the hell's yeah, wrong with right, you? Right. And he he asks all the right questions, and that's really kind of where we where I, I want to land this before we talked about the news. Our message is is completely correct. I believe what we have been doing in the liberal blogosphere, what we do on our little podcast here, is actually right on the money. We don't have a big enough megaphone to pierce the Beltway bubble. So when I see our messages being carried in the in the New Yorker mm-hmm. or in the Atlantic, and everyone goes, "Oh my God, yeah, let's talk about this," part of me goes, "That's awesome." Yep. And part of me says, "You know, how I solve this problem in the future: get rid of the people who've been wrong all the time, mm-hmm. and replace them with people who haven't been wrong all the time." And the question then becomes: Is why don't you do that? Yeah. And that is a question that even Jane Mayer is not prepared to poke in the eye with a pointy stick yeah because yeah. that's a question that involves the the degree to which corporations who do not care at all about this country have over the political narrative in this country yeah well and i, w- I want to point out too that corporations aren't designed to care about it corporations no. are designed to be machines that make profit this is something yes. that that uh, rachel maddow said years ago Corporations are machines to make profit for their shareholders. It is the job of government to limit the power that corporations have so that they don't hurt people in their pursuit of profit. Exactly. And if we don't get that balance right, and it's been totally out of balance since Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> If absolutely. we don't fix that, and that's that's the adjustment that needs to be made. We need to put things back in balance so that corporations don't run the whole show. This is what is wrong with our society today. It is run by profit machines. It should, it, yeah. in, in actual balance, not some false right. both sides, no. you know, add them up, no, divide by two. No, balance of power do. between actual, profit-making yeah. machines who yeah. manufacture products and put people to work, et cetera, and a limit on that so that people aren't hurt and water is drinkable and the air is breathable and our climate doesn't kill us all. And every time you hear someone trying to restore any kind of balance to the system, any kind of sanity of the system. You're going to hear 11 lunatics on the right with giant megaphones screaming socialism. Right. So Fuck ignore those them because they're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what right. you do. Fuck it doesn't matter people. what you say. Right. They're, they're going to scream socialism no matter what. They've been doing it since 1961. Reagan said Medicare would destroy the country right. and it was, Medicare was a communist plot. Right. Right. And, anyway. and and we need to get that message local. Make yeah. sure that's why you guys listening to this podcast is so important and why we want you to have a vocabulary to write to your letters to the editor, to talk to your friends at church and your friends at school and the friends in the lunch line and wherever you are, that uh, we want to bring balance back because everybody understands that the water that comes out of their faucet needs to be clean, <laughs> you right. know. 
and you can talk with them about that on a level that is not about what they heard on Fox News yesterday. You have to brush your teeth with that water in the morning. And Bathe your children. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and feed it to your children. Mm-hmm. That reaches people. So it does. keep it local. It does. Let's let's go. All right. Thank you, Drift Buzz. Let's have, let's do a news roundup. After you, Blue Gal. All right. CPAC ended with the longest, most unhinged ramble by President Stupid thus far. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of epic. Yeah. It, it was something to see. And uh, uh, on that topic, Donald Trump has made nine thousand and fourteen false and misleading statements, what we call lies, over the last seven hundred and seventy three days. He averaged nearly 5.9 lies per day during his first year in office and has hit nearly 16.5 lies in his second year. In 2019, he's averaging 22 lies per day. So he's the fucking Ty Cobb of lies. He's he's outside of the normal parameters of all other liars in politics. And his base love him for it. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown is not running for president for all the right reasons. And we love Sherrod and applaud him for his decision. And he's going to be a great senator for many, many years. We love his wife more. Honestly, we do. Well, everybody loves the wife more. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Leaked leaked documents show the U.S. government maintains a secret database of activists, journalists, and social media influencers. If this sounds very Jagger Hooverish, yeah, it is. Uh, With ties to the 2018 migrant caravan, also, ICE has been keeping tabs on a series of left-leaning and anti-Trump protests in New York, which should just creep the shit out of you. Uh, we mentioned before the DNC will not allow Fox News to broadcast any of its 2020 presidential primary debates. And they're not going to back down on that because the Democratic base won't let them. Uh, U.N. embassy staffers in Riyadh say that Jared Kushner uh, shut them completely out of the Saudi meetings. He goes in, talks to murderers, talks to dictators, and won't tell the embassy what they talked about. Well, because about, he won't which... get alone otherwise. Let's face right. it. Exactly. Yeah. Poor, poor the, Jared. The quid poor pro Jared. quo, I will sell you secrets for a loan, doesn't happen if the embassy mm-hmm. staff is there. All right. Rudy Giuliani said attorneys for several people facing scrutiny from the Justice Department's investigations into the Trump campaign and administration have reached out to him about presidential pardons for their clients. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump ordered John Kelly to grant Jared Kushner a top-secret security clearance last year, and he overruled his own intelligence professionals and the White House's top lawyer to do so. That should put him behind bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. Any other president in history, not th- we're not going to do this, Hillary did it or Obama did it, any other president in history uh, breaks the national security rules of the country to give his dopey, corrupt son-in-law top security clearance so he can sell American secrets to his uh, money guys overseas, that whole family would be still doing time in the Gray Bar Hotel. Mm-hmm. But again, his base loves him. You know, they're, they're, The brainwashed meatheads on the right love this guy. So none of this is going to budge until we push these people out of power. On 11 different occasions while in office, Trump issued personal checks to Michael Cohen as means to reimburse him for the hush money payments Cohen made to Stormy Daniels during the 2016 election cycle. Even Nixon didn't yeah. do that. Right. You and don't, you don't pay hush money to? with a check. <laughs> no. 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 That's why we have a whole, that's why we have, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Martha Mitchell running around with a bag of cash. Right. The um, cash in the purse. envelope. Remember, e- yeah. even even Spiro Wagner knew that's how you do it. Yeah. Does he do it? Oh, God. Checks. What are you, out of your mind? You know, Criminals in this used town used to have class. Um, <laughs> House Democrats plan to request 10 years worth of Donald Trump's tax returns in the next few weeks. Uh-huh. Oh, and they're going to get them, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they will. Oh, absolutely, they will. New York state regulators issued a subpoena to the Trump Organization's insurance broker. Yes, they did. Yeah. Thank you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Absolutely. She's the one who opened the door on that. Bernie Sanders will, quote, run and serve as a member of the Democratic Party. Sanders has also filed paperwork for re-election to the Senate in 2024 as an independent. I don't know how you do both of those. I want to see his tax returns. I'm just going to say that that that's going to be the issue that's going to hurt him in any debate, is any candidate who a priori releases their tax returns ahead of a debate and just says, no, I'll just release 10 years right now. And you can just have them. Uh, And any politician who's actually uh, run for office with an aim that, oh, you know, maybe someday I'll run for president has their tax returns in a row. Mike Pence has 
pristine tax returns. He yeah. does. He just does. Dick that, Cheney has do. pristine tax yeah. returns. Yeah, he has a, he has, a, he has the darkest soul right. of any man but, in but public life. They know life. well enough to make sure that right. that won't be used against them, and that they've done enough Again. oppo research on themselves to know. I have to have my finances look a certain way. Even mobsters know yeah. you got to get your taxes in order if you don't want to go right, to jail. Right, right, and and that you do it in a way that that you got the accountant doing it, the, making it look good. So mm-hmm. uh, that is going to hurt him if if Elizabeth Warren or any other candidate says, "Oh, well, you know, my tax returns look fine. I'm going to release ten yeah. years right now." That's mm-hmm. going to hurt. Okay, brought a copy. You want a copy? Got right, right here. here. Well, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton put them on the web. She put 30 years yeah. when, of course, she had to, she, she had to, as, as her husband, when her husband was actually president of the United States instead of a so-called president running a crime organization out of the Oval Office. Okay. Uh, a coalition of 21 states filed suit to block the Trump administration's changes to the Title X family planning program which would shift tens of millions of dollars from Planned Parenthood towards faith-based so-called pregnancy clinics, so-called faith-based so-called pregnancy clinics. And yeah, that's got to stop. That's, that's, I mean, literally any one of these should be enough to make your blood Mm -hmm. boil. The fact that they're all happening thanks to the same political party under one roof should be enough for anyone to understand what we're Mm -hmm. up against. Uh, T-Mobile spent $195,000 at Donald Trump's Washington hotel after the announcement of its merger with his sprint with sprint last April before the news of the deal broke on April 29th, 2018, only two top officials from T-Mobile had ever stayed at Trump's hotel. Now everybody from T-Mobile is staying at Trump's hotel. We love it there. It's great. (laughs) The phone service is kind of sketchy, but you know, don't worry about it. That's cool. Here, just take our money. Uh, Trump now agrees 100% with keeping a military presence in Syria two months after declaring all U.S. troops are leaving the country. Uh, stable genius over there. Yeah. I, you know, I have nothing against a person in public life changing their no, mind based on new information. The idea that any new information has ever been pried into Donnie Dumbass's skull <laughs> is hilarious. Uh, I don't know why he's doing it. I guess maybe he, someone, maybe, I don't know, Ann Coulter told uh, him to. Or Hannity, Sean Hannity Hannity's, yelled at them. Uh, you know, military industrial stocks are going to take a or, dive or whatever. Or yeah. Vladimir Putin sent him a, you know, they were sexting last <sighs> night and he told them to do that. But it has nothing to do with the good of the country. That's one thing I can be absolutely sure of. The Senate confirmed a judge to a lifetime appointment who once interned at the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a designated as an anti-LGBTQ hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Another judge has been confirmed who supported a lawsuit challenging the Affordable Care Act. Lifetime, lifetime appointments. appointments. That Mitch McConnell is just running through like Lucy at the candy factory as fast as possible, getting uh, getting the, the, the judiciary full of crackpot right-wing haters. Uh, and that will be the legacy of the Republican Party and Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell long after they're gone. Mitch McConnell denounces the Democrats' voting rights bill as radical half-baked socialism because everything is now radical half-baked socialism. Trump canceled the requirement that U.S. intelligence officials publicly report the number of people killed in drone strikes. The U.S. trade deficit on goods ballooned to $891.3 billion with a B dollars in 2018, the highest ever, driven in part by Trump's $1.5 trillion tax cut. Donald Trump blamed Michael Cohen's congressional testimony for the collapse of his fake North Korean negotiations. Meanwhile, North Korea has started a rapid rebuilding of its long-range ballistic missile site at the Sohei Launch Facility, while North Korean hackers continue to attack the computer networks of more than 100 companies in the U.S. and ally nations. While Trump was meeting with Kim Jong-un last week, the attacks began in 2017 when Trump mocked Kim as Rocket Man in a speech at the United Nations. More than 1,000 TSA workers have not received all of the back pay they are owed for the work during the shutdown. Washington State Governor Jay Inslee announced that he's running for president and will focus on climate change. Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper also announced that he will be running on a platform of sitting down with Mitch McConnell and getting things done. How's that going to work out with him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying so hard yeah. not to laugh. It's just, you know, I, I, I do want to see the uh, the uh, Hickenlooper booted Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, ticket. <laughs> Mayor Pete, just, Mayor Pete just, has too much 
uh, integrity, I think. I hope so. No, no, no. I, just for phonetic reasons. <laughs> to fit I it on a see... bumper sticker? <laughs> Hickalooper Buttonage. Hickalooper Buttonage. Go ahead and say it over and over again. It feels good in your mouth. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Asia Floof. And Asia's human writes to us and says, I hope this email finds you very well and cozy and warm. Attached, you will find a picture of our sweet Asia sunning herself. We like to listen to you together before she gets fed on Saturday mornings, which I don't think she fully appreciates. But your voices are very much needed, and we thank you for your work to make sense of things. Well, you're very welcome. And Asia Fluff is fluffy, so go and check her out at our Facebook page and website. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. We've got PayPal, Patreon, all kinds of ways you can support the show. We've got swag. You can get a Both Sides Don't t-shirt. There's all kinds of good stuff over there. The website is proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media, and thank you so much for doing that. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? You know, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties have given up caring about Michael Bloomberg for Lent. Let's think about living. Think about Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, lovey dovey. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2018, DGBG Productions Incorporated.